Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched the enchanting and inspiring story of how Tiger Woods fell in love with Tom Cruise. It was a bright light in a hope, in a wave of darkness. They really <laughs> fought the odds and came together. If you know anything about me, you know that's not true because I have never seen a Tom Cruise movie and if I have a choice, I never will. But if Tiger Woods fell in love with Tom Cruise, would you watch the movie that was made about their lives? Is Tom Cruise in it? He's probably a producer. If he's not in it, then maybe. (laughs) But also, um, (laughs) I saw a tweet one time that was talking about, like, why was Tiger Woods cheating on his wife such a pivotal moment in all of our lives? Why did it we really care was. so much? I didn't know who Tiger Woods was. Like, I knew he was a golf player, but I remember it vividly. Like, I remember learning about that. Why did I, I care so much? Yeah, well, my dad loved Tiger Woods because he's a, a white man and likes to <laughs> golf. And then this happened. And then Tiger Woods, like, really sucked at golf for a long time. So I used to be like, oh, my dad golfs as good as Tiger Woods because he was, like, really bad. (laughs) But apparently he, like, came back. I don't know. My dad's always, he's still like, Tiger, Tiger's the best. And I'm like, Tiger's a piece of shit. (laughs) Anyway, this movie is not about Tiger Woods. (laughs) Yeah, it's about 9-11. It was made in 2004, so I guess they decided it's been long enough. Let's make a movie about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're trying to make something for kids, which makes sense, but... It's it was, a lot. This is probably going to be the most somber episode. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot of room for... <laughs> not a lot of room for humor, but I do have opinions that I will share at the end. Yeah. I'm just noticing this poster on my wall is off-center because the frame was not the right size. Oops. And so the poster inside is not where it should be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this movie stars um, Queen Hayden Panettiere. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, or is, I don't know if the show's still going, in Nashville, which has been going on for a very long time. Um, she was in Scream 4. She played Amanda Knox in the Amanda Knox Lifetime movie. Um, she was in Heroes, which I've never seen, but I've I did! <laughs> I used to watch Heroes with my mom, and she was very good in it, and now I'm like, damn, should I go back and rewatch Heroes? <laughs> I'm honestly considering it. Uh, well, she was also on Bring It On, or also in Bring It On All or Nothing, a Britney. classic. <laughs> Ugh, that's so good. That's the one with Rihanna. Mm, Solange. Yes. It's, it's a I mean, product of its time. Listen, <laughs> I love all the Bring It On movies. I can't speak, so. <laughs> no, I love the Bring It On movie. Um, she was in one of the only episodes of Malcolm in the Middle I've seen in full, uh, I think she was a neighbor. I don't know. She's the one who made Malcolm and Reese uh, think that both of each other are gay, and so they sang Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was an ice princess. She mm-hmm. played Jen, yep. um, a mean girl who had a change of heart. Um, she was in Racing Stripes. She was also in Raising Helen. Oh, I don't know what that is. That I have never seen the entire movie. I don't know what it's about. It's about, like, a stepmom. Julia Roberts becomes their stepmom or something along those lines. I really don't know. But it always plays during the holiday season, and my mom would always turn it on, and I would always leave when it came on, because something about it just annoyed me. So I've never seen it. I don't actually know what it's about, but... Is it not about Helen Keller? No. And her teacher. What's the movie about Helen Keller and her teacher? I don't know. Her teacher's name is Annie Sullivan. Say Yeah. <laughs> get it right. Put some respect on her name. <laughs> Sorry. Um, my favorite role of Hayden Panettiere, though, is uh, the coach's daughter in Remember the Titans. 
Very good. That's basic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thought she was really good in that movie. <laughs> she was a child. Yeah. She's a loudmouth child. <laughs> good for her. Um, and she was apparently also Dot in A Bug's Life. I've never seen A Bug's Life. I have. <laughs> Elizabeth, we played Disney Junior this weekend, and Elizabeth had a My Play. No, it was Seen It Junior. That's what I meant. Sorry. Seen It Junior. Elizabeth had a My Play, and there was a clip playing, like the video clip, and it was like a bunch of ants, like gathering Animated stuff. ants. Yeah, and so she's like, is this a bug's life? And I sat there silently knowing <laughs> this is not a bug's life. It was the movie Ants with a Z. I do, don't, never seen that I have movie seen either. both of them. I, wait, Kelly I actually, loves bugs. I actually had the dot bug's life, um, like a little stuffed animal. I don't know which one She was the little is. girl. She had like wings and they were like sparkly. It was pretty fun. I just know the main one and then there's like a flick. And then the one that Christine Sedelico looks like. <laughs> no, that's a meme. <laughs> Heimlich. She made that meme herself. I know, but that's Heimlich. Um, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this movie also has Bill Pullman. Um, Bill Pullman, uh, most recently, he plays the detective in The Sinner, which is a very, very good show. I highly recommend, uh, especially the first season with Jessica Biel. It's more of, like, an anthology where, like, the detective, like, well, it's only have two seasons. But, like, the detective works on, like, one case per season. First season's great. Second season's okay. First season's great. Jessica Biel, amazing. Um, he was apparently also in Battle of the Sexes with Emma Stone and Steve Carell. I do not remember who he played. Um, he played the president in Independence Day. I have only seen the very end of Independence Day whenever Will Smith flies into the spaceship. Um, he played, uh, Christina Ricci's dad in Casper. <laughs> and he was apparently one of the men in A League of Their Own. I do not remember any men from A League of Their Own besides, besides Tom Hanks. Yeah. I don't care about any men in the movie besides Tom Hanks. He's the only important one. Um, there is, this movie has a guy named Troy Evans, who was a series regular on ER, if you watched ER, I did not. Um, this movie has Bianca Collins, who played Patty in Unfabulous. Patty Perez. Patty Perez. I always thought it was, so, no offense to anyone named Patty, but I always thought it was so weird. She was, like, the popular girl in, like, 2005, and her name was Patty. <laughs> it is, like, an older lady name. <laughs> um, she was also in this movie called The American Mall. I think it premiered on MTV. I watched it on Teen Nick. It starred Nina Dobrev, and it was, like, a musical about, like, working in a mall and being in a mall. <laughs> I saw it once, and I don't know why, but that movie lives rent-free in my mind. <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs> um, we also have, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Makad Brooks, who is in Supergirl, if you watch that. Um, the little boy in this movie is played by Hayden Panettiere's little brother, Jansen Panettiere, who, um, his previous work includes the voice of young racing stripes, whereas Frankie Nunez was regular-aged racing stripes. <laughs> Hayden Benedict's little brother played young racing stripes. Do you think he got that role because she was also in the movie? I think he got this role also because <laughs> she was in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, is, Jansen. He is, like, the cutest little kid I've ever seen. <laughs> um, Gary Weeks, who, if you have watched Parks and Rec as much as I have, you'll know he was in one episode where he played Nick Newport Jr., who is Bobby Newport's older brother. That's it. <laughs> um, Chris Ellis is a guy who's been in, like, everything, uh, but nothing, no roles that are, like, significant enough to know. Like, he was in, like, some of the things that I know, he was in My Cousin Vinny, The Addams Family, Values, Apollo 13, 
That Thing You Do, Armageddon, Catch Me If You Can, Fun with Dick and Jane, Criminal Minds, The West Wing, Veronica Mars, Transformers, The Office, and The Dark Knight Rises. Um, and then we have the mom is played by Barbara Niven, who, again, if you watch Parks and Rec as much as I have, you'll know that she plays June Hartwell, the opposing political opponent's wife in the Pie Mary episode in season seven. <laughs> I included that in an essay I wrote in college. I did a presentation the about it. Yeah. Um, and then we have Jeanette McCurdy. I did not know she was in this. She's only in one scene. Yeah. Um, Jeanette McCurdy, if you don't know, is Sam in iCarly. Uh, she was also in Sam and Cat, but we no one cares about Sam and Cat. <laughs> that was after our time. Yeah. And even though she was also Sam in Victorious, she also played another character in Victorious. She was, like, obsessed with Tori, but she was also crazy. She was in an episode of Zoe 101 where she played the bad girl who wanted to date Dustin. And Zoe was like, uh-uh-uh. I don't remember that one. I would it's rewatch one. the hell out of Zoe 101. It's an early one. She, like, chewed gum, and Dustin was, because he was, like, super smart and was, like, three grades ahead, he was assigned to be her lab partner, and she's like, you're my new boyfriend. And Zoe was like, that's a bad girl. <laughs> <laughs> Vaguely rings a bell. Uh, she was an episode of Two Jackson VP that I do not remember. Um, <laughs> she was in the classic film cinema Fred the movie. No. (laughs) (laughs) And also in Malcolm in the Middle, which, I don't know. I had one additional person. I had... I have a couple more people. Oh, well, I thought you said Anne Lastly or something. Oh, no. Um, We have Mark Christopher Lawrence, uh, who we'll see later in Life is Rough. He plays Corey in the house's dad, who's also in Good Good Luck Charlie, Glee, The Pursuit of Happiness, and Crisis with the Cranks. He played um, the neighbor who Tim Allen, Tim Allen stole his Christmas tree. (laughs) <laughs> and then lastly, we have Brian T, who was Kazu in Zoe 101, <laughs> the sushi chef from Sushi Rocks. I had an additional person. Okay. <laughs> her name is Mercedes. Her last name is spelled colon. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but that is how it's spelled. She was in Seventh Heaven. She played a hostess at a restaurant, but Amazing. felt it was important to mention. Yeah, I had a lot of people who were, like, in things. They did, they are working hard for the money. <laughs> Okay. So the movie starts off with Jeanette McCurdy, the little sister of Hayden Panettiere, saying that it's unfair that her sister, Maddie, gets to go on the Tiger Cruise this year. But Maddie's like, you've been five times, like, I'm going this year. Um, also, on the um, script, like, what, when it shows, like, the day and time, it says September 2001. Yes. So then mom pops into their room as Maddie's, like, packing to get ready to go on this tiger cruise. And she tells them that they're leaving for the airport in five minutes. And the little sister is telling her how lucky she is. She gets to fly to Hawaii and spend time with dad. But Maddie kind of complains about it. She's like, yeah, dad, who we hardly know. And, um... Oh, yeah, then her little sister starts talking about all these things on the ship. Like, there's an ice cream machine they call the dog machine. And you can get as much as you want and all this stuff. And Maddie just seems uninterested. Uh, yeah, so Mom kicks out Kylie to talk to Maddie for a second. She's like, oh, you know, Dad was a, was very surprised when you agreed to go. Like, we've been trying to get you to go for so long, but why all of a sudden do you want to go now? And Maddie won't say why she wants to go uh, on the Tiger Cruise suddenly for the first time. She's just like, because I want to. 
<laughs> yeah, and so Mom is just saying, like, it'll be nice to spend time with him, but Maddie still seems kind of unhappy, even though she's like, yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah. So we don't know why Maddie wants to go on this tiger cruise. Right. So then we cut to New York, and this young boy is complaining to his dad also about going on the tiger cruise and being on a boat with his brother. I think it was his grandpa, but yeah. I thought it was with his dad. They kept calling him Pops, I think, because then Yeah, at one Pops point, is a name for well, dad. But it's also for grandpa, because then they said something about grandma. I think it's his dad. Okay. He looks way too young to be his grandpa. <laughs> anyway, yeah. He's uh, with the young whoever. boy turns on rap music and just casually takes out the drumsticks that he always carries with him and starts banging on the dashboard. And then dad is like, oh, you kids with your rap music and changes the station. Um, so then we cut to St. Louis. They're definitely in Lambert Airport. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a tiny child going to board a plane by himself. Uh, he's going on the Tiger Cruise to see his mom, um, and the dad's just, <laughs> the dad probably, I feel like the dad just probably, like, called over a flight attendant and was like, hey, can you watch my son while he's on this flight? Well, I've heard that flight attendants will, like, go out of their way to make sure that, like, minors fly I mean, yeah, alone like, I definitely believe safe. that, but I don't think I would do that if I have a child. I don't know. Um, so then we cut to Seattle, and Tina is practicing her salutes in front of the mirror. Yeah, she has gloves on and everything, and she says, like, reporting for duty, so she's, like, practicing. Yeah, so it's September 9th, 2001, day one, uh, on the way to Pearl Harbor. Um, Maddie is sit on the plane, sitting across from the boy that we saw in New York. His name's Anthony. Uh, she is drawing, and he, again, is just casually playing his drumsticks on a plane. He's also doing it on the seat, and there's someone sitting in front of him. No one else is annoyed besides Maddie, <laughs> which makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, we, we see Tina explaining the Tiger Cruise to this old woman who's sitting next to her. Now, with Tina's description, I did my own, I tried to do my own research into the Tiger Cruise. So Tina explains... That the Tiger Cruise is when uh, family members of people in the Navy are invited onto their ship and they get to see what it's like, but significant others are not allowed, which got me very interested. So the Tiger Cruise is like a very real thing, but I don't think there's any information on it unless you're like a part of the Navy because the only sources I found were navyformoms.ning.com and navydads.com. Um, so, yes, spouses and significant others are not allowed because they're deemed, they're considered a distraction, but your children are not, or know. your parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, all sexes are separated into different bunks, which, okay, I guess, but, like, gay people exist. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it's usually from, like, Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, and you accompany, you, like, meet them in Hawaii, and then you take the boat and sail to San Diego. Um, and yeah, that's all I found. I really couldn't find one. <laughs> um, so Tina shows this picture of her sister Grace, who she's going to visit on the Tiger Cruise, to the woman who's sitting next to her. Yeah, she's telling this random lady, like, so many details. She's this very, lady does very... Not She's very excited. <laughs> this lady does not care. Yeah. So he's just like, oh my god, why am I sitting here? But at the same time, we see Maddie get up because she's annoyed at uh, Anthony's drumming. And she just goes and asks if she can sit in the empty seat, which I have never flown on a plane that big. But I thought that you had to sit in your seat. I mean, you do, but if you ask them, you can move. 
I saw it happen. The one time I went on a plane, (laughs) I saw it happen. Most of the time I fly, I fly southwest, so you just get your seat and you sit there. I I don't know if I flew. (laughs) It was one of the worst experiences of my life. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Maddie gets annoyed and moves, and she sits down in between the old woman and Tina, and Tina's immediately like, oh, like, are you going on the cyber cruise? And Maddie's just, like, kind of like, yeah. And so Tina's like, oh, are you a Navy brat? And this, like, set, like gets Maddie a little bit upset. She's like, I'm not a brat, okay? And then Tina continues talking over Maddie to the old woman. <laughs> well, and she's just talking about the ship now. She's like, the ship has this and has that. planes and, that. and an engine. And if it if stood up on its hind legs, it would be <laughs> as tall as the Empire State Building. <laughs> its hind legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not what she said. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Tina, and, or Maddie and the old woman give each other a look. Like, oh, can you get a load of this girl? <laughs> Yeah, so then we see a bus of kids that are going to the Tiger Cruise, so they're off the plane now, and then the little boy who we saw earlier, his name is Joey, he sits next to Maddie, and he's asking about his mom, he's like, how am I gonna find her, and all this stuff, and Maddie just, like, reassures him, because for some reason she's the only, (laughs) at 13 years old, she is is all of these kids' mothers. She also just, like, reaches out and pets his head, like, this is the first, like, I get that they're siblings in real life, (laughs) but in the context of the movie, this is the first time that these kids met, I don't know how how I would feel if a teenager started petting my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, T- Tina is sitting next to Anthony now, and And she's, again, she's like, oh, the boat has engines and cannons and planes. Oh. Yeah, so then we cut to them all getting off the bus. They're and, at Pearl Harbor. Yeah, and Anthony's brother immediately goes in for a hug, but Anthony's just like, back up, bro. I feel that. <laughs> I've never, like, I do not like getting hugged. I've never rejected a hug because that's more awkward than getting hugged. <laughs> but I do feel it. Yeah. Um, uh, Anthony, yeah, he does not want to be there. Um, there's this horrid green screen. Oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> they keep doing it throughout the entire movie. Like, they had it's a fucking bow. The worst green screen I've ever seen. <laughs> it's really bad. There's a part where you can see the green against Hayden Panettiere's hair. <laughs> Um, so this, like, announcer is like, welcome, everyone, to Tiger Cruise 2001. Um, Tina finds Grace, and they're very excited. They hug. Joey finds his mom. It's so cute. Yeah. He's a cute old kid. And then Maddie runs over and gives her dad, dad a big hug and is very excited to see him, which is kind of weird, because so far yeah. we've gotten the vibe that, like, her and her dad are not on great terms. Yeah, but then I was also like, well, like, I guess that makes sense if she, like, she can be mad at him, but she also, like, misses him very much. Yeah, and so dad hugs her and says that he's glad that she came and he knows that she'll have fun. Uh, and then this, so this random man who we haven't met before, his name's Chuck, we later find out, but he starts this convo about how the Marines are better than the Navy and the Navy isn't even tough. Yeah, and it's, it's whenever. Back in my day. Yeah. He meets his son. Danny. Danny, who is a Marine, who, yeah, this is the first time we're seeing any of them, but he's like a major character in this movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so dad tells Maddie to meet him on the bridge after she eats lunch. Uh, I learned in this movie that the bridge is where you, like, steer the ship and shit. <laughs> I well, think. I didn't even pay that close of attention. <laughs> I was like, what's the bridge? And I was like, oh, I guess it's where you, like, command everything. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so. Oh, wait, first I have to say, so Chuck was complaining about all this stuff, whatever, and then he, some, I don't remember how it comes up, but he's like, oh, yeah, right, women are in the Navy, too. Well, no, it's, um, it's whenever, uh, Chuck, like, takes his stuff, like, to his sleeping bunk, and Joey is above him, and they have this conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, And so Chuck is like, oh, like, hi, like, is your dad a sailor? And he's like, no, my mom is. 
And Chuck goes, ah, women on ships now. Arr. And so he, yeah, he uh, sets up the bunk underneath Joey, and he introduces himself as Chuck. Um, Maddie walks into her bunk, where Tina is. They're bunking together. Um, she's trying on Grace's hat, and she's immediately like, oh, like, I can't wait to do it. Like, the uniform is so cool, and all these planes. And Grace is like, slow down there, Tina. <laughs> T- she, didn't, she didn't say that. Um, and Grace is like, you know, like, it's just a lot more than what you see on the outside. Um, Tina officially introduces herself to Maddie, uh, and she introduces Grace. Maddie introduces herself, and uh, Grace recognizes her name. She's like, oh, like, your dad is second in command on the ship. Um, and Tina's like, oh, yeah, she's a Navy brat. And again, Maddie's like, I'm not a brat, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Grace compliments uh, Maddie's dad. She's yeah, like, she's talking about, like, how great her dad is and all this stuff. And and this is when the announcer says, oh, like, attention, tigers, the flight deck is open. So that's when Tina just grabs Maddie by the hand and they run to the flight deck. Yeah. Uh, so all the tigers are, like, taking tour, uh, taking a tour of the boat and taking pictures um, Maddie sits down and draws, uh, the Pearl Harbor Memorial. The Arizona Memorial. The Arizona Mor- Memorial. Um, as, like, Maddie's dad is commanding the crew to departure. Yeah, Tina, like, <laughs> pops up behind oh her God. shoulder and she's like, what are you drawing? Yeah, <laughs> and Maddie's like, I'm drawing the Arizona Memorial. And Tina, like, looks like, kind of confused. She's like, Pearl Harbor? And Tina's like, oh, I know the movie. Like, for someone who loves the Navy so fucking much, you only know Pearl Harbor the movie? Also, I know nothing about anything, but I know Pearl Harbor. So then, Chuck, fucking fucking Chuck Chuck comes up. Chuck is a fucking Republican. (laughs) Chuck comes up behind them, and he's like, he's like, Pearl Harbor was on December 7th, 1941. 19. And all these people, like, yes, Pearl Harbor was, like, a devastating Yeah. Moment. But, like, this was so unnecessary. Well, yeah, he gives a fucking history lesson. Like, they know what Pearl Harbor is. Or yeah. at least Maddie knows what Pearl Harbor is. And, <laughs> and he's then, like, as- FDR said it was a day that would live in infamy. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. So, I had to take a test. I remember I took a test in fifth grade. I had to, like, memorize the uh, Catholic calendar. And so I always associate Pearl Harbor with the feast day of the Immaculate Conception, which is either December 6th or December 8th. I don't remember which one. <laughs> so, fun. Love that for Mary. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as their uh, de- departure, re- depart- departing, departing. Oh my God. <laughs> the entire deck salutes the memorial as they pass. I don't know if this is like a thing that well, you yeah, do. so everyone like slowly stands up and salutes, and Maddie stands up, but she doesn't salute. She's just kind of like looking around like that what would the be hell me. is going on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Tigers are watching this, like, pilot show. Um, the... Ev- <laughs> okay, everyone is all of a sudden in a room, and Maddie's doing... Maddie's drawing characters of all of the children. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, this whole, like, montage. Like, some of them are, like, watching this plane take off and, like, perform a rescue for them. Yeah, and I have Maddie doing caricatures. What? Okay, first of all, caricatures, like, takes a specific, like, training to do. And it's also very different than sketching, like, yeah. real-life sketching, like she was doing earlier. Just because, like, you can draw things doesn't mean you can draw everything. <laughs> Especially caricatures. Again, why is Maddie the only fucking adult? They always leave the kids by themselves. There's no adults there. Who told Maddie, like, hey, 13-year-old girl, do caricatures for these children? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so that's happening. She seems to enjoy it, though, so that's fine. Uh, yeah, so Chuck and Anthony are on the, uh, are, like, in the mess hall, and they're getting food. Uh, Joey gets ice cream. He's in his Boy Scout uniform for some reason. Oh, I didn't I, notice yeah, that. Yeah, I don't, it was Tiger's Cub Scout. Mm. Um, 
he, yeah, he gets chocolate ice cream, and it looks like dog shit, so it's like, oh, that's what I like. The, the dog, dog machine. machine. Uh-huh. Uh, Maddie is showing Tina her sketch, well, I'm assuming Tina just grabbed her notebook and <laughs> Yeah. Um, Tina asks if she ever thought about joining the Navy. Well, first she asks, do you want to be an artist? And I, Maddie's like, I don't know, maybe. And then she's oh like, God, I'm going to be in the Navy. Literally. Have you ever thought of that? <laughs> Sometimes I, I don't know, I would just like draw as a child and everyone's like, you should be an artist! And I'm like, no! <laughs> Yeah, but Tina's like, I'm going to join the Navy as as soon as I turn 18. Have you ever thought about it? And Maddie's like, "Mm, no, because I might want to have a family someday. And so we see some more tension happening. Yeah, so then this hot lieutenant comes up. Yeah, um, his name's Tom. I don't remember what his last name is. I just call him hot hot guy for most of the time. Yeah. Um, And he tells, he's like, oh, like, Maddie, the commander has reported you to the bridge after lunch. And Tina's like, oh, I love a man in uniform. (laughs) Um, so Tina joins Maddie on the bridge. Uh, Dad takes Maddie over while Tina stays with Hot Sailor. Um, Dad shows Maddie his, like, little commander station. He's like, this is where I am for, like, whenever I'm here. And Dad's just like, how's school? And Maddie's like, I don't know, fine. It's only September. Like, I've barely started. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dad is like, oh, yeah, like, I guess it hasn't, or, Yeah. I guess it hasn't been easy. And then Maddie's like, do you know how many elementary schools I went to? And he's like, was it four? And Maddie says, it's five. And then Maddie's like, it's not easy making small talk with your daughter. And then Dad's like, well, it's not easy when she doesn't help, Maddie. Yeah, I put a star there. I was like, it's not her job to help you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Dad reveals that he called Mom. And they were both like, why are you here? (laughs) Yeah. And again, Maddie does not answer. It's just, like, a really awkward conversation. You can see the tension here and how, like, distanced they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then all the tigers are called to the paper airplane contest. Yeah. Okay, all of this is apparently happening in one day, even though Maddie has yeah. changed outfits and then changed back into her other outfit. Um, yeah. so the paper airplane contest, you throw planes and you trap them in a net. Um, Anthony leaves and Maddie explains to Tina why she doesn't like the term brat. Because it's, like, a the, the no, obnoxious child. And she's like, that's not me. Whenever Anthony leaves, he is going to go out on deck, and he's wearing this hat, like a baseball hat. And this guy stops him, and he's like, hey, no hats on deck. Like, you're not allowed to wear that. Like, it's really windy, blah, 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 blah. So he, like, begrudgingly takes off the hat. And then as soon as he, like, goes outside, he puts the hat back on, and then it blows away. This drives me crazy. Like, I feel like you should listen to the Navy on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the hat drops like, flies away, um, somehow Maddie and Tina end up, like, watching Anthony outside, because it's really windy, he's wearing a coat, and he, like, the, the wind is blowing his coat, so he's, he's not, like, yeah, he's not, like, floating, but he, it's, like, it's, like, it's moving him, yeah, and so he's, like, like, spinning around and running, and Maddie and Tina are, like, hey, be careful, don't fucking do that, and then he falls off the side of the boat, so they run over, yeah, because, like, flight decks on Navy boats don't have, like, ledges, to prevent you from falling. <laughs> yeah, and so... They, I guess, like, it's for the planes to take off. But I don't get why, like, civilians can just walk around. <laughs> yeah, so he they go over there, and he was caught in a net, and he laughs, and he's uh-huh. like, help me up, but oh, they so don't. so funny. So that's it. So Joey is playing air hockey in the game room with his mom. Um, Tina and Grace are also playing air hockey or foosball or something. Um, Dad finds Maddie, like, just sitting on the deck watching the sunset. And he returns her sketchbook that she had left in the commander station. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maddie's like, oh, you can look if you want, I guess. 
Um, and then Maddie's like, when are you coming home for good? Well, Dad says that they're good and says that it makes him homesick to, like, look at those sketches of, like, the dog and the family and stuff. Yeah, so then Maddie asks, like, when are you coming home from good? And Dad asks if that's why Maddie came on the Tiger Cruise. And so Maddie, like, doesn't answer, but, like, we learned that that's basically why yeah, she came. she's basically, she says that, like, she wants him to get a new job. Like, through this conversation, it was a lot of back and forth, but through this conversation, like, she wants him to get a new job and, like, she feels neglected. Um, Maddie admits that on the first day is her, on the first day of their new school this year, she got a detention because some kids were picking on her and Kylie and she tried to defend them, but the school said that she like started the fighting. Um, Maddie said that they jumped us. Yeah. They, they don't ever explain that. She doesn't have like a black eye or anything. So I, yeah, I don't know. Jumped is not the term I would use unless they were beat up. Yeah. So, yeah, but also during this conversation, Maddie talks about how, like, it must be nice to just travel the world without responsibility, and Dad is like, being in the Navy is a responsibility, but Maddie's like, okay, but you also have a responsibility to your family. We only get to see you a couple times a year for, like, maybe two weeks at a time, and it's only when the Navy says it's okay. Yeah. And so Dad says that, you know, I make the sacrifice that I have to make, like, this is the sacrifice I made when I joined the Navy, and Maddie's like, I didn't get, get a choice in this sacrifice that you made. And so that's something that I feel like is important because she's trying to express that, like, even though she understands that, like, this is his job, it affects her. And she's trying to be, like, open yeah, about that. Like, they don't like, have a relationship because yeah. of it. She mentions that, like, she doesn't have a dad, but also, like, because, like, um, they were jumped or jumped at school and, like, why school is so hard. It's because she has had to switch schools so many times. I she's only 13. Um, and dad, like, as Maddie is saying, like, how she feels and stuff, she he's like... Oh, well, since we're, I'll be home for a few days whenever we dock in San Diego, we'll talk as a family. And Maddie's like, like, no, like, we can't really, like, do this seriously as a family because it's so different when you're there. Like, it's just, like, blissful happiness for, like, that week that you're there. But when you leave, like, it all comes, like, crushing back down again. Yeah, and so that's why she's so adamant about, like, doing this now. And she says, I want a father who's there every day. Because she talks about how, like, people complain about their dads being jerks. And she's like, well, at least they're there. And she feels like her dad isn't present. Yeah, and dad kind of, like, wants to end the conversation. He's like, okay, like, well, we'll keep talking about it. But Maddie just takes that as a no and then walks away. Uh, But not before dad is just like, I love the fam. And Maddie's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, so now it's September 10th, 2001. Day, Day two, two at sea. Um, Chuck is observing his son Danny in the kitchen. Chuck is telling Danny that all he needs is one phone call to the Pentagon for a transfer to get, like, out in the field and, like, yeah, hand-to-hand combat because his uh, brother works at the Pentagon. Yeah, and he's mentioned this before in the movie, but Danny's like, no, like, I like being here working in the kitchen. Like, somebody has to do this job, and I like it. Yeah. And, and Dad is basically just like, you're a sissy. Yeah, he's like, the only thing this is ever going to lead you to is a fast food job. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Chuck is a Republican. Fuck Chuck. Chuck. definitely voted for Trump. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Grace is showing Tina and Maddie her plane, because Grace is a, like, Plane, a pilot. Or, a pilot. A Navy pilot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tina can't wait to watch the air show from the flight deck, but Grace is like, uh-uh-uh. Like, you cannot be on the flight deck. None of the Tigers are allowed yeah. on the flight deck. Only people who are, like, actually helping the planes. Yeah, because it's, like, super fucking dangerous. And Tina's like, that's so unfair. And Grace is like, uh, <laughs> too fucking bad. Yeah. So um, Maddie's like, maybe my dad can help. Let's go talk to him. 
we see Chuck. So Chuck left, and Danny's like, oh, let me show you where to go. And Chuck's like, I know my way around this ship. I can find my I way. I was in the Marines. So he ends up climbing up a fucking ladder for some reason instead of just, like, going the normal way. And he ends up, like, getting to the top of where, like, the mess hall is or something. Yeah, he climbs, like, I don't know, however many stories are on the boat. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I don't know. Funny. It's, it's not funny. <laughs> Um, so, Dad, we cut to Dad showing, um, all the kids, including Joey and Anthony, this, like, board of the flight deck. So, it's, like, where all, it's, like, how they know what planes are on the flight deck without, um, like, seeing it and stuff like that. Uh, Dad yells at Anthony for, like, picking up the plane models and, like, playing with them. Um, and he's, like, you can't just, like, move those. Like, we need that. And, like, your, that mistake could, like, literally, like, cause someone's life. And he's saying this because Anthony's like, mm, what's the big deal, man? And Dad's like, leave it fucking alone! <laughs> um, so Anthony leaves as Maddie and Tina arrive. Um, Maddie asks Dad to watch the air show from the flight deck. And again, Dad is like, no, that is not safe. That's against the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anthony, um, like, pops out of nowhere. And he's like, hey, Maddie and Tina, I can get you out of there. Follow me. Um, so Tina, Maddie, and Anthony sneak out onto the deck. They enter this, like, restricted area that's only for Navy pilots or whatever. Yeah, they're just hiding behind, like, trash cans on the deck at first. The, like, air show, like, automatically begins. We see, like, ever, like, all the other tigers watching, like, from where they're supposed to watch. And Tina, Maddie, and Anthony steal these pilot uniforms and, like, are in line with, like, the rest of these pilots and they, like, sneak off to the side. Um, and they, like, squat under this plane so that Tina can get a picture of her sister taking off. Yeah, and so as they're taking pictures, like, they're talking about how cool it is, but the entire time Maddie's like, hey guys, let's not push it, let's get out of here after you get your picture. And the entire time Tina's like, uh, just one more picture, just one more picture, because she's already taken, like, a million. And as this happens, um, some guy, like, on the deck sees them, and so obviously he's like, what the fuck, and starts following them, so they run inside, they go into this room, and they, like, they get the other guy to, like, run past them, so they come out, and they're like, we got away <laughs> with we it! We did it! <laughs> we outsmarted the Navy! Yeah, and then a fucking officer comes up behind them and is like, hey... Like, hey, you fucking idiots! Yeah, you're all dumb. Yeah, so the three of them are with their respective Navy family members in the captain's quarters, and the captain says that any more trouble and they'll be confined to their own quarters. Um, and he dismisses the three of them so that uh, the captain can talk to their family members. And the captain is just like, don't be too hard. I bet that'll scare them. Ahaha. Uh-huh. Which, like, I don't get because that, <laughs> I feel like the rules in the Navy and the American <laughs> government are very strict. And I feel like a Navy captain would not be like, ahaha, uh-huh, don't be too hard on them. But, like, it's... I guess it's better because we do see the family members being very hard on them, as they should. I mean, I guess it's Tiger Cruise weekend. I don't know. <laughs> it's, anything can happen on the Tiger Cruise. <laughs> yeah. What happens on the Tiger Cruise stays on the Tiger Cruise. Yeah, so first we see Dad talking to Maddie, and Maddie's like, okay, can you just yell at me already? Like, get it over with. And Dad's like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, basically, is what he says. <laughs> yeah, Dad's like, are you trying to get attention? Like, I'm worried about you. Well, yeah, and he's like, this isn't like you. <laughs> Did you hear my voice correct, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried about you. <laughs> Uh, Dad says this isn't like you, and Maddie doesn't say it, but she's like, you don't even know me. Um, but- <laughs> You know my name, not my story, Dad. Yeah, so Dad talks about how they lost a pilot seven weeks ago. It was, like, a normal practice flight, and they just, like, landed wrong, and the pilot died. Yeah, which is, So like, that's why like, he's saying, Why like, the captain should not be so easy on <laughs> That's why he's saying it was, like, such a big deal. 
Um, and he's saying he doesn't understand why, um, she, oh, he doesn't understand why she's being so reckless. She needs to start thinking of her actions and the consequences they have. He says the world doesn't revolve around you. Everyone has to learn that at some point. Yeah. Uh, so then we see Anthony and his brother. His brother is just like, why, like, don't be so selfish. And, and that, he says he's disappointed that Anthony came in the first place. He was the one who wanted him there. And he's like, you can act like an idiot at home, but not here. Like, this is my life, too. Yeah, it's the... F- I would be so scared if I was on the Tiger Cruise that, like, anything I do, I could get yelled at. Okay, well, Anthony didn't want to go to begin with, and I think that's something that they're trying to, like, point out. I guess these kids also don't have crippling anxiety, like I did as a child. Well, I would not have gone. If they said, you're riding a plane by yourself, I would have said, absolutely not. Yeah, I also would not have gone on a boat. I get no. seasick. <laughs> yeah, so then we cut to the 2001 Tiger Cruise talent show, question mark? There's these four dancers just, like, performing a little show. Did you notice who one of the dancers was? No. It was the actress that played Heather Burge. Mm. <laughs> nice. I almost said it was Heather She's Burge. She's a dancer. <laughs> it was not Heather Burge herself. It was the actress. Yeah. Um, Anthony walks up to Tina and Maddie. He's like, I'm sorry for, like, getting us in trouble. Um, and they're like, no, like, we followed you. And they're, they're like, talking about their punishments. And they're like, oh, like, I bet, like, your dad really gave it to you, Maddie. And Maddie's like, no, like, he was just different. And he's like, and she says, I wish he would have yelled at me. And Tina's like, parents always keeping you on your toes. Yeah, so in, like, the hallway of the boat, Maddie's looking at this portrait of her dad because he's, like, the second in command. Um, Hot Sailor walks up and tells Maddie, and tells Maddie, he's like, your dad is disappointed. (laughs) And then he tells her that dad, uh, like, it's a hard life, like, being in the Navy and stuff like that, but he makes life a lot easier for, like, a lot of the crew members and he's almost like a father to them. And Maddie, this is the wrong, like, he was, like, trying to be nice. This is, like, the definite wrong thing to say to Maddie. Because she's like, must be nice. Yeah, well, and he points out a picture. He's like, oh, we all did that for your dad. It's a picture of, like, all the crew. And it says, like, uh, thanks for leading us or whatever it says. And it's, like, about the year 2000. And she's like, we spent the millennium in a cheap hotel because that's where we were at the time in between moving. And so she's talking about how, like, it's such a different life, and she doesn't get her dad to be a part of it. Uh, last New Year's, my coworkers were talking about what they did for, like, the new millennium and, like, Y2K and stuff. And I don't remember, but all of a sudden I, chi- I chime in, and I'm just like, I was three years old. Because, <laughs> I don't know, they're like 40 and shit. Um, so Maddie finds Dad on the bridge, and she apologizes. Uh, Dad says it's okay, and that she was right, that they really don't know each other. He's like, I never knew how unhappy you were, and I have missed a lot of your life. And I can't make that up. Yeah, and Dad's like, you know, I'm in line to, uh, command my own ship, and that's what I've worked for my whole life, but if this is the way you feel, and this is the way you're feeling- Well, he says, and you're asking me to give it up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fucking say that. Don't fucking make- Okay, the entire time, everyone is, like, telling Maddie, like, oh, your dad's such a good guy, and it's, like, invalidating her feelings of, like, my dad is not in my life, I don't know this man- so that makes me really angry because, like, she's valid in feeling that way. Her dad right. is never there. And, like, he may be a great guy, but he's not being a great dad. Right. So. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's like, and you're asking me to give it up. And he's like, but my family means the world to me. And, you know, if it means keeping them together, then I'm willing to go in a new direction. And so dad tells Maddie that he talked to mom and he's deciding not to re-up. So after he goes home, he'll be home for good. Yes, and Maddie so, is very happy. Yeah, Maddie is super happy. She hugs him, and she thanks him, like, again and again for, like, listening to her, finally. Yeah. 
Um, so then, it's the next day, September 11th, 2001. Yes, everyone, it is the day that I turned five years old. It was a monumentous occasion. For everyone. A big... In America. (laughs) I'm kidding, I do not remember that day. (laughs) Yeah, it's their third day at sea, but all of a sudden, at 5 a.m., there's an alarm going off, and Maddie's the only one who wakes up, apparently. (laughs) She's like, why is it going off at 5 a.m.? So she goes to find her dad, which is the absolute wrong thing to do if there's an alarm going off on a big ship and you're a civilian, I feel like, but... I mean... I feel like if I were 13, I would do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, my dad was, like, in charge of the ship. I'd be like, Dad, what the fuck? Yeah, so Maddie goes to see her dad and see what's happening, but yeah, somebody all stops these her. crew members rushing in the hallway. Dad, yeah, Maddie calls for him, but this sailor tells her, she's, he's like, you have to turn to your quarters, like, you just have to do it. Yeah. Um, Maddie sees Grace, who just shuts the door on her. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's the only one who's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, Dad is giving directions in the control room, and behind him, the TV news shows the Twin Towers basically coming down. Yeah, well, he, they're talking about, like, the first plane hit, uh, they're saying that there might be a second plane, um. Yeah, there's a crew member who's like, oh, like, we just reported there's a second one. Um, so Maddie tries to wake up Tina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Tigers are being reported to the forecastle. I don't know what that is. Everyone's, like, freaking out. They're like, what's going on? Like, we're being called. And yeah. someone yells, like, oh, like, I heard about an explosion in New York. And so Anthony, who, as we know, is from New York, is like, what, New York? Like, what'd you hear? Yeah. Um, Joey wakes Chuck, and Maddie grabs Tina. Um, so Dad, again, is giving commands. He says that they need to be ready for battle. Yeah, this is only to the crew, obviously. Yeah. Um, Maddie finds and comforts Joey, um, <laughs> because no one else is like, oh, there's these tiny children. Yeah, <laughs> okay, there are so many adults who are tigers, just, like, civilians, not people who are yeah, in the Yeah, they're, Navy. like, parents. Yeah. And, like, siblings. And none of them do shit for these kids. They're just like, what about us? We're like, adults. I get that you're scared, too, but also... <laughs> Your parenting doesn't kick in there to help these children? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so dad... um, Dad says that they're not going to send any... They're not going to receive any incoming messages besides official ones, and they're not going to send any outgoing messages. Yeah, he makes the official announcement to all the Tigers that there have been attacks. Uh, He reassures them that they're safe. And as dad begins to leave, Maddie, like, tries to, like, grab him again, but he's like, Maddie, like, you have to just stay, okay? I have to do my job. Um, Chuck runs into the kitchen, and he starts yelling at Danny for making cookies because they're in a national crisis, and you're making cookies. Yeah. Which, if we were in a national crisis, I'd probably be making cookies, too. Well, Danny's like, first of all, this is my job. Second of all, like, what else am I supposed to do? I'm just as scared as everyone. Like, I'm yeah. just trying to do my job. Right. Um, the news announces that there was a crash into the Pentagon, which immediately makes them worry because yeah. Chuck's In brother. the kitchen, there's, like, a yeah. TV that they're watching the news on. And so, um, yeah. So, Tina follows Grace to the flight deck, like, frantically asking questions. And, uh, oh, that's it. <laughs> Grace says that she's in one of the safest places to be right now because, like, they're on this ship. They don't know, like, no one besides, like, the army or, like, the military, the U.S. military knows where they are. Yeah. And, like, the Navy's there to protect them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in the, like, little, like, makeshift, like, rec- and, like, the game room, I think, yeah. Tina says that Grace is flying patrol just, like, around the ship just in case someone tries to attack. They're playing checkers and Maddie. Like, tries to talk to Joey. He's <laughs> she's trying to keep things light. Yeah, um, she's just like, oh, like, you missed your mom while she's away. <laughs> yeah, so then... Um, but uh, then, yeah, Maddie is reported to the mess hall. Yeah. Um. So Chuck and, like, all the adult tigers are watching the news. And Anthony, because he's uh, Anthony. watching, like, his city. Yeah. Like, and yeah. fucking Chuck! 
immediately says, we need to go after them with everything we got. And yeah. then <laughs> another man, like another tiger. A reasonable man, my hero of this film. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we don't know who did it. And Chuck's like, yeah, we do. And the guy's like, we cannot assume who did this and we cannot make any rash decisions until we know what happened. Yeah, so dad comes out and Chuck is immediately like, is there any news on the Pentagon? And dad officially announces like this halt on communication, like no incoming, no outcoming. Chuck like really tries to fight it, which like, yeah, like no, you shouldn't have done that. But like, we get it. Well, he's just saying like, right. yeah. He's worried. Um, but, yeah, Dad has to say no, and until further notice, like, obviously all tiger activities are canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie arrives, uh, and Dad asks her to sort of be a representative for the young tiger. He's like, be a all of their parents, because these yeah. other adults can't Yeah, because do these shit. other capable adults <laughs> won't do anything. You, Maddie, the 13-year-old, must take care of all these children. <laughs> um... So Maddie agrees. Um, yeah, Chuck appears and he's trying to ask Dad about the Pentagon again. Mm-hmm. But Chuck, he realizes uh, what he's done. Well, he, he he explains that like his brother works yeah, in the Pentagon. Like, like I'm he, sorry, my his brother, office yeah. is in the wing that was hit. He's very worried about him. And he's like, I'm sorry, uh, I'm worried about my brother. And Dad is like, Well, can you give me like his name, his rank, and his office, and I will keep an eye out for him. And Chuck's like, Thank you very much. Yeah. Um. So Maddie enters the room that's holding all the tigers and. Just starts comfort- comforting all well, these crying there's this, there's this little girl crying on the couch, so she goes over and, and like, she was, checks she on her. And she had been crying, and no one else went over there to comfort this, like, five-year-old little girl. Yeah, so Maddie is like, oh, like, it's gonna be okay, and the little girl's just like, I wanna go home, and then a bunch of other children all come and start crying <laughs> as Maddie's, like, holding all of them. It's like, okay, I guess I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Dad- <laughs> If you can't tell- <laughs> Well, at least if you can't tell from me, I never babysat as a child. I did babysat, but I don't know what I would do if I was 13 and put in charge of, like, seven, ten children. When I was, like, 13, because I was a a woman, a girl, people would just, like, put babies in my hands, and I'd just be like, what do I do? I babysat my nephews when I was, like, 11 and 12, so. I have a younger brother. My mom would be like, you babysit Sean. And I was like, Sean's four years younger than me, and he stays in the basement playing video games while I watch TV upstairs. It doesn't count. Yeah, but, yeah, Maddie's taking care of all the kids. We cut to Dad, and Dad is saying that they have news all air travel has been canceled, so that means they have 800 civilians on board who won't be able to fly back to their homes because they're from all over the yeah, country. Yeah, like, we don't know where or if we'll be able to drop them off. Uh, yeah. So Dad finds Maddie in, like, the little, like, rec room again. Um, and all she- of the kids are laying on top of her because she's comforting <laughs> all of them. So she has to, like, crawl out. And Dad's like, hey, it's getting late. The kids should go to bed. And Maddie's like, hey, um, a crisis has just happened. These kids are very scared. They would like to sleep here with each other tonight because they don't know what's happening. <laughs> and Dad's just like, okay, give them another half hour. Yeah, Dad's <laughs> like, we have rules here. You get a half hour. And Maddie's like, okay. <laughs> he's really, like, you can tell he's like, oh, like, you're a great leader, Maddie. But Maddie, <laughs> yeah. that's more of the thing where, like, no one else is doing anything. Yeah, and again, so so Maddie, um, Maddie asks if there's anything that he's not telling them. Yeah, and Dad's like, "What do you mean?" And after this, she just like cries into and, him. Yeah, she like hugs Dad and cries because she's like, "I'm scared." I thought Hayden Panettiere was so good in this scene. Well, yeah, I, was, I started tearing up. Well, I was yeah, so that's what I said. I cried too, and so especially she she was a guy who's like I don't know maybe like sixteen or something when yeah. I was. Was a thing. Yeah, and so as this is happening, a little girl, like, calls out for Maddie. And so at this point, I'm like, she is not their parents. (laughs) They are putting so much pressure on her. She's 13 years old. There are literal adults on this shit. Uh, 
and her dad isn't like, hey, maybe this is a lot for you to handle when this ha- crazy thing has happened. I mean, he's not, hasn't really been a parent, so maybe. <laughs> I, oh my god. This reminds me of that scene in The Good Place whenever Eleanor meets her sister and she's like nine years old. She's like, good luck on your SATs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, I don't get kids. Yeah, so after the little girl calls her, Maddie just, like, wipes her tears and goes back She's over like, to okay, help Okay, children. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the emotionally mature one here. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the end of that day. We get our next little title scene. It's, yeah, it's September 12, 2001. Otherwise, no, that's my favorite Taryn Kilm story if you watched last, if you listened to last episode. Yeah. It's um, day it's, four. They're 500 miles from San Diego. Yes, Grace lands back on the boat, and she tells Tina that they're completely safe. Um, Dad tells a sailor that they will be rearming uh, the ship and all tigers must be below deck. Um, Maddie is drawing Anthony watching, like, recovery news, like, um, the firemen and stuff. Yeah, and obviously Anthony is just, like, distraught, like, seeing all of this stuff. Um, Um, Tina's just sitting there and she's like, I feel so safe on this boat. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, it's hard to shoot at a ship in the middle of the ocean. And And Maddie's like, my dad was in the Gulf War. And my mom was a literal nervous wreck until he got back. Yeah, and and fucking Tina's just like, oh, (laughs) war, what's that? That's like whenever people, again, related to this movie, whenever people are like, my birthday's on the first day of school, and my birthday, it rained, my birthday's in winter, I can't do anything fun. And I'm like, you know what happened on my birthday? It's my favorite thing to do. My conception. Not in 2001, though. <laughs> I, was re- I was not referring to that. Anyway. <laughs> Kelly's exactly nine months younger than me. I was born on 9-11-96. God, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. So, they're all on the ship. Anthony's watching the news. And all the kids just, like, come around him. And they're like, we want to watch a movie. Turn off the news. It's scary. And Anthony's like, you guys don't want to see the news, the real world. And they're like, no, they're like, go watch the news in the other room. And Anthony's like, no. Yeah. And so Maddie comes over and she's like, hey, maybe the kids should watch a movie. You can go watch watch it somewhere else. In another room. Yeah. And so Anthony's like, they don't want to know what's going on. They're five years old, Anthony. (laughs) Yeah. So Maddie finds Anthony watching the news in the other room. She shows him this sketch that she drew of him, like worried, looking at the news. And Maddie's like, why do you keep watching it? And Anthony's like, you know, like, my friends and my friend's parents work in those buildings. Yeah, he's talking about, like, being from New York. Like, everyone knows someone who works there Yeah, and he's like, and I know, like, other parents who are firemen. And then he talks about, like, how sad it's going to be that the showers are gone. Like, I used to pass them all the time. And everything will be different. Which, like, I really liked that. Because, um, like, whenever, like, I do... <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, relatable or not, but whenever I watch Friends and they, like, show the skyline, you can, like, clearly see the Twin Towers. Like, you can always, like, it's so, like, obviously they're, like, the the tallest towers there, but, like, it's so obvious, like, when they're there and when they're not, like, depending on, like, when the pictures are that you look at. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, so, outside, Maddie, Tina, Anthony, and Chuck see, um, this boat lifting something out of the water, 
and they discover that the crew is, oh, we see that the crew is preparing missiles. So Chuck runs out and just says, they're arming the ship. He tells fucking everyone because this, oh my God. And dad is like, listen. He's like, we always have weapons on the ship. We are getting more just in case we, they need to be deployed. Just a precaution. Yeah. And Chuck's like, so you might go into battle. And dad said, that's always a possibility. We are the Navy. (laughs) You signed up for that when you got on the ship before this national event. Okay, finally, Dad says, the adults need to stay calm as an example for the kids. He (laughs) didn't tell them this two days ago when Maddie had to take care of all the children. (laughs) Um, so, later on, Dad tells Maddie that they'll arrive in San Diego a day early, but because the port is on lockdown, they have to arrive unannounced, so no one will be there to meet anyone. Um, Dad reveals that he has to go out again. He can't let his crew down. Like, after... What happened here? Like, it's what he does. It's, like, his duty. Um, and <laughs> Maddie's just like, oh, I never thought about how many people count on uh, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Dad's just like, I have to do my duty. Um, the crew, a crew member brings Chuck in to talk to Dad, and Dad reveals that uh, they got word on his brother, who is missing. Yeah, and so at this point, Chuck and Danny are, like, crying, and Maddie goes and apologizes to Chuck about his brother, and then Chuck starts telling a story about it, and he's like, he's my younger brother, and you never thought think this is gonna happen, and I wonder what life will be like when we get back. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, apologize to your dad for me. He's a good man, and he does a good job. Yeah, he says, he's a good man, a good officer, he does a job that not many people would do, uh, a lot of sacrifice, and we tend to forget about people like that till we need them. Uh, makes me feel safer knowing that there are men like him out there keeping an eye on things. So this was clearly, like, a real turning point for Maddie. Like, the sort of, like, the final... I don't want to say straw because she's not, like, fed up. <laughs> the final step, I guess. Okay. And <laughs> I just want to say that I feel like this is very unfair because Maddie is also going through all of this. She still <laughs> has not had a father. And then everyone keeps telling her how great she is. And so she's like okay, but I don't know him, so, like, how could he be this great man, but I don't even know who he is? He's supposed to be my dad. So, I just feel like she's going through a lot, and she's gonna need therapy to get through it, because everyone is demanding a lot from her, and she's 13. Yeah, like, kind of, like, throughout this movie, we're supposed to believe that Maddie is almost selfish for, like, wanting her father in her life. Yeah, and she's not. And so, like, throughout, like, 9-11, basically, is, like, how she learns that her dad like, how much, uh, like, sacrifice and responsibility and, like, authority his job requires. And so, like, that's supposed to be, like, what turns, like I said, like, this is, like, the sort of, like, the final turning point of what turns her around to accept her dad's job. Yeah, it still frustrates me a bit. Like, I get that this is also, like, a very extreme circumstance. (laughs) But I think what Maddie said earlier about how Dad was like, I took this, I took on this responsibility when I joined the Navy, and I knew that these were the consequences. But Maddie's like, you had me, a child, when you were in the Navy, and knew you weren't going to be around. And And, Yeah, that especially, like, exemplifies in the beginning whenever she's like, no, I might want kids one day, and I'm not going to put them through that. Yeah, and so... Yeah, she's just talking about how, like, this is her experience, and even though her dad is, like, doing this, like, noble thing, there are consequences, and it's, like, real for her, even though she had no say in the matter. So, that's just something I wanted to Uh, point out. So, Tina asks Grace if she's ever been shot at, and Grace, Grace says, we are the first line of defense, we don't know what we're flying into, and it's scary, but you have to do your duty, and that's that whole scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, there was one time. 
whenever we were doing dare in fifth grade, um, we could like put questions into a box to like ask a police officer. And my teacher was like, no one ask if he has ever shot a guy or been shot at. Wait, no, 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 no. Oh my God, this is in high school. This isn't even in fifth grade. This is in high school. There was a police officer or someone or like some sort of law enforcement that came in and the teacher was like, no one asked him if he's ever been shot at or shot a person. And literally the first girl who raises her hand, two years older than us, they were a senior, goes, have you ever shot someone? I have no recollection you of that You weren't in that class. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'll have to ask our friends who were in the class if they remember that. Yeah, but uh, Maddie is drawing a portrait of her dad that night, and she goes to see her it's dad. Like, it's like a very, like, patriotic po- portrait. Like, it's it's like, like a, a picture flag. of her, of the portrait that's hanging in the ship. Yeah, there's, like, little, like, a little, like, Navy scene He's in his uniform. It. Yeah. Yeah, so she goes to give it to dad, but Tom tells her that he's really busy Hot right sailor. now. <laughs> making sure that he can get, that he can get everyone home. And so Maddie said, like, she wanted to give him something. And Tom's like, oh, I can give it. And Maddie's like, no, I'll just do it myself. So um, then, okay, so Maddie, Tina, Anthony, and Joey all just walk into the kitchen. And apparently they can do that. And they're, like, great friends with Danny. Who's yeah. like, here, have the cupcakes that I'm baking. Well, yeah, Maddie apologizes to Danny about his uncle. Which, again, I don't know that I would bring it up. Like, I know it's a nice thing, like, condolences. But I feel like I would be very emotional. <laughs> yeah, if someone brought that up, I'd start crying. Exactly. <laughs> and so Danny's just like... Thanks. Here, ice the cupcakes. You guys have no qualifications. So, all of a sudden, Anthony just takes out his drumsticks that he always carries and starts drumming a beat to the, the noises of the kitchen. It's the fir- It's the original version of Work This Out from High School Musical That's what two. I said! Yeah. I said this scene walked so Work This Out could run! <laughs> yeah, so slowly, one by one, they all start, like, drumming and shit. And then, the like, so they're mixing a big thing of icing because it's, like, a, hel- a lot of cupcakes. And the icing just, like, spills out somewhere. There's oh, stuff going on, but they're just like, ah, ha, 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 it's nice to laugh. We haven't done that in a yeah, while. Yeah, we're like, oh my gosh, so much fun in dark times. And then Maddie's like, there's gotta be something that everyone can do to make them laugh. I don't know. She's like, we need something happy. So then we cut to September 3rd, 2001, day five. 13th. Oh, sorry, 13th. <laughs> day five off the coast of San Diego. Maddie is requesting the captain uh, this activity for everyone to do, and it turns out it's the entire ship is unfurling the flag that, like, covers the yeah. entire flight deck. They, there was something that they were supposed to, like, watch the, um, like, crew members do earlier, but they had to cancel it. Yeah, so, okay, so they all do this, and it's like, oh, patriotic moment, whatever, and then all of the kids are, like, playing under the flag, like, it's like, like a, a parachute, parachute. And, I'm, and, like, I'm not even someone who's, like, super, like, oh, the flag, and stuff like that, but, like, isn't that kind of disrespectful? At least when you're on a Navy ship, I was a little concerned. I, I, th- I mean, <laughs> the captain was not angry at them for literally being in a life-threatening situation on the flight deck during the airship. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Everyone's- Anything can happen on the Tiger Cruise! Everyone's having a good time. <laughs> and they're all like, the captain or uh, Maddie's dad is so proud of his daughter's watching moment. From the bridge, and, and another crew member is like, "Quite a tiger, that daughter of yours." Dad's like, "She sure is." Yeah. So dad has all the tigers around, and he congratulates not congratulates them, but he's proud of all of them for how they conducted themselves. <laughs> I would not be. Well, he's like, "You <laughs> conducted yourself with honor. This is a scary time." I think the children conducted themselves more than the adults did. Yeah, his daughter took care of everyone. 
Yeah, so the ship docks, um, Chuck tells, uh... Danny that the commander said he could take a leave because of his uncle, but Danny says, no, I'm gonna stick, like, stay back and and head back out, so I think it's something I need to do. And Chuck tells Danny that he's proud of him. He said, sailors gotta eat, right? Like, that does not make up for what you said earlier. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's getting off the boat, they're, like, checking in at their tables, because, again, there, there was, like, no one there to meet them. Maddie, Tina, and Anthony are exchanging all their contact information. They're hugging and... Because they, mm, they're such good friends. Nothing yeah. brings you together like trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Joey is hugging his mom, and his mom is saying, like, I have to say goodbye. I can take you somewhere, but then I have to, like, leave again. Yeah. Um, Anthony ends up thanking his brother for having him come along. Tina and Grace say goodbye to each other, and Maddie gives her dad her sketch. And Maddie asks, like, a very real question. She's like, hey, like, what if this isn't over? Like, what if, like, like, are we... A war happens. Like, what happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, Dad is like, well, whatever happens, like, we'll be ready. And Maddie is like... She's like, you know, like, I do want you at home, but I don't want you to quit. And Dad's like, are you sure? Like, he doesn't say that. He's like... Yeah. He's like, are you sure you feel that way, basically? And yeah. she's like, oh, I'll be okay. And they hug goodbye. And then this crew member comes up, and she's, and he's basically like, are you a Navy brat? And she's like, yes, and, I am a brat. And she's like, salutes her dad. And that's, yeah. that's the end of the movie. We see this little scene of, again, the flag unfurl- unfurled as, like, some patriotic music plays. But that's it. Do you think, um, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> do you think later Maddie... <laughs> became, like, a conscientious objector and was like, you're only going to war to make money on oil. I hope so. I feel like she would. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this was a big t- turning point in her life, being on a ship when this happened. Right. With the Navy, but, yeah. So, okay. My biggest bone to pick with this movie is what I had been saying. Like, Maddie goes on this cruise trying to tell her dad how she feels and saying, like, you are not a good dad. You are not in my life. I don't know who you are. And the entire time, first of all, dad tries to be like, well, I have a hard job. She didn't ask you to have that job. She asked you to be her dad. And second of all, every time she, like, so much as, like, like, thinks a bad thing about her dad, someone's like, your dad's a great man. I love that man. He saved my life the father I never had. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, he's the father I never had. So I just feel like they're kind of, like, she's 13 years old. She is going through a crisis. They're kind of, like, manipulating her into being like, this is the best thing for your dad to stay here. You don't need your dad. So I didn't think that was a great plot point, but maybe that's just me. Yeah, I didn't think about it that thoroughly <laughs> whenever I was watching this movie. That's just all I could think about. I was just so thrown off by the fact that this is a decom about 9-11. <laughs> okay, the first time I saw this was at 3 a.m. <laughs> Disney Channel used to play decoms at 3 a.m. like every weekend night. And so sometimes... I did not have a TV in my room. I was not that privileged. <laughs> mine was small, but yeah. Um, sometimes I would wake up and then I would just stay up and watch it. And this was a night that I woke up. It was like over the summer. I couldn't sleep. I didn't remember this decom coming out. I don't know. I don't think they did a lot of promotion for it because the other ones recently I had watched, but this one I had not. So I'm like watching it. And then all of a sudden 9-11 happens because I my TV was small and I didn't have glasses even though I needed them. So I wasn't reading like the days of like what it was. And so all of a sudden they're like the Twin Towers. And I'm like, what? And I start crying because... <laughs> I, 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 this was 2004 I don't know it was probably like seven or eight I start crying because I'm like oh my god and then the scene where Hayden Panettiere cries as she's comforting Ooh. all the children Oscar 
Oscar. I was a mess. Hayden I was like, I am that child. Hayden Penitier, if you ever want to come on the pod and talk. I remember the next day I woke up and I was like, what Shuck. did I watch last night? What? <laughs> like a year or two ago, I don't know, we were talking about decoms and I had like, I'd like seen commercials for Tiger Cruise and you were like, yeah, it's about 9-11. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, I do think that it did a fairly good job about talking about 9-11. Yeah, I well, very much appreciate that we had that man say, we cannot just attack someone. Yeah. We need to know what happened. <laughs> the unsung hero on the, like, like, the only other, like, black man on the ship. Yeah, and I like, feel- like, put Chuck in his place. Yeah, and also, I think if either of us had, like, memories of the 9-11 happening, it would be different, but, like, I don't, because I was too young. Um, my mom, like, deliberately hid it from me. Yeah. The first time I remember hearing about it was in, like, first grade, which was the year after, and we had to, we were, like, called, like, the entire school was called, like, down to, like, watch this, like, presentation, and since I was, like, seven years old or whatever, or six, yeah, seven years old, I was like, that's my birthday, and that's the only thing I remember about it. I don't think I, like, really learned what it was until, like, a couple years later in, like, third grade. I feel like whenever my we, like, school, went over in class. Whenever we did, like, memorials for it, it was always very, like, vague and subtle. So I'm a child, and I don't know what's happened. And they're like, the tragedy that happened this day. And I'm like, what, what happened? What like, <laughs> like, I had never said anything, but I was just explain? like, yeah, I, I never said anything. But, like, they never, like, outright said, like, oh, this is what happened. And, like, I've seen a lot of people on TikTok, like, Gen Z talks about how, like, one of the reasons they're so traumatized is because they grew up watching, like, the planes go into the buildings and, like, seeing, like, people jump and stuff and yeah I, oh my god that one pic the like really famous picture of that well, guy falling upside down I know what you're talking about now but like they did not do that for me in grade school or at least I don't remember it because like I don't I didn't see it till I was older but yeah yeah I think the first time they really went over it was third grade I remember like looking at it and like my little like third did grade they show you like, videos of it I don't think so yeah I don't remember Show I guess, children like, seems like a bad idea yeah. Like, I understand that I guess it was, like, a real I threat and it's remember. scary, yeah. but that's but traumatizing. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. no one's, no one's telling third graders also, like, this was the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. No one's talking about the American internment camps. Yeah. <laughs> that I didn't learn about till high school. Same. <laughs> so. Um, I feel like I was going to say something else, but I don't. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that, like, the whole concept of this movie so like whoever wrote this movie first like had to know like was probably like a person who went on the tiger cruise and then like it was like obviously something that's like not widely known and then like thought to incorporate this with 9-11 yeah I didn't look up anything about like the whoever made this they're like maybe that was kind of part of his story like maybe he was either in the navy when it happened or it doesn't say anything about, like, being, ba- like, it says, like, oh, like, based on the true events of 9-11, but yeah. then, that's the only, like, true part about it. Yeah. I think. And so, yeah, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, who came up with that and how, but I thought it was, like, very, like, clever. Like, I don't want to say clever, like, maybe creative. Yeah. Because, Well, yeah, know. it's something you definitely don't think about. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know what it even exists, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I had a quote. Um, it was, like, in the very beginning, when everyone, let me see, sorry, I'm st- I have a slip, I'm still, get burpy. Um, whenever everyone first arrives on the boat, Chuck and Anthony are getting food, 
And uh, they're talking about, uh, Chuck is like, they're in line, Chuck's talking about, like, the Marines, and he's like, oh, I had to live for four days on canned apricots when I was in the Marines. And Anthony's just standing there, and he goes, apricots give me diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> that's just it. randomly says that's that. There is also a very funny scene where, so, uh, Joey is, like, a younger kid. He's probably, like, six or seven. His bunk is above Chuck's, Chuck's bunk. And so Chuck is like, you don't want the bed, do you? And Anthony's like, or, uh, Joey's like, no, I don't. Not unless I drink a lot of soda. And then he, like, drinks the soda. <laughs> I'm sure he's joking, and it was very clever. Love Joey that knew that him. guy was a Republican. Exactly. Joey said, fuck you. Joey. You don't think my dad, my mom should be in the Navy. Joey said, I've been woke since birth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how did you rate and rank this? I gave this a two out of five. Again, my biggest complaints were just, like, the way that everything was handled around Maddie, just, like, invalidating her feelings a lot. Felt like that wasn't a good example. And you're supposed to, like, see her as the villain for, like, being like, I want my dad to be in my life. <laughs> or, like, selfish. So, I gave it a two out of five. I put it at number 45. Northern Lights is above it. And Miracle in Lane 2 is below it. Um, I gave it a three and a half out of five because I did not think about that. <laughs> I focused more on, like, one, like, the Tiger Cruise set within 9-11. Hayden Panettiere's performance. It was very great. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, the whole, how, like, the whole scenario plays out on this situation that I've never seen before. So, I put it at number 18, below E2 Double Hockey Sticks, and above Gotta Pick It Up. Next week, we are in for something much lighter. We have Halloween Town High. Ooh. The last of the canon Halloween towns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Return to Halloween Town is a standalone movie. We're not going <laughs> to. So, yeah, that's Bye. it.